Hello, and this is Grain to Plate, a podcast that explores everything food from the first grain to the final plate. Episode 6. Sorry, Miss Carson. You know, there was a time when people took notice to this sound. Birds. Enjoy a song welcoming the spring. Each sound unique, some delicate, and some piercing. Yet it was an audio cue that the frost was gone and springtime was near. Yet in 1962, the fog was rolling in that threatened to silence our spring. Very few people had the foresight to see this. But one brilliant scientist, writer, and true environmentalist did. She was a woman ahead of her time. A writer that could make the subject matter of marine biology jump off the page as she wove in, in between, proven and studied theories with a mix of personal and gripping stories. See, Rachel Carson was more than a biologist. She was a storyteller, and the story that she had to tell was a warning that if we continued to use chemicals in modern agriculture, the consequences would be dire. Now, as I mentioned before, I'm launching a series on the life and legacy of Rachel Carson. However, this episode is just a brief look back in honor of the anniversary of the publication of Silent Spring. In future episodes, I'll be diving in deep, reviewing correspondence, her books, and the research that led to her sitting before a subcommittee, warning them of what could happen if the man-made fog continued to blanket American cities and farms. It was the risk of a silent spring that was the foundation for not just her book, but her testimonies, her correspondence with the press and government officials, as well as with Monsanto. Now, yes, Monsanto may or is considered the evil empire now. However, what most people don't know is that Monsanto has been in the game for quite some time. Now, love them or hate them, like with any scientific breakthrough, there's a cause and effect. Yet right now, we're going to focus on the effect. During the time of writing Silent Spring, its publication, and Miss Carson's testimony before a subcommittee, DDT was embraced with open arms. A pesticide that was embraced more as a saint than a villain. It is considered the reason why that during World War II, more casualties were from the actual war than disease. This is the story of a miraculous white powder that is helping to win the war. Its name is dichlorodiphenotrichloroethane, for short, DDT. It may one day prove our greatest weapon towards victory over an enemy more murderous even than the fascist. Against disease. Now you have to remember, this was also during the time, late 50s, early 60s, when four out of five doctors preferred Camel cigarettes over other brands. Chemicals were our friends. There was a warmth in the thick white fog that was being spread over schoolyards, neighborhoods, and farms. A thick white fog 
that got rid of disease-carrying mosquitoes and pretty much anything else that had more than two legs. Yet it was the consequences in the loss of life of the animals that had no voice, had no say in how their environment was being treated. Yet it was Miss Carson who saw through all of that. When Silent Spring was published, even the U.S. president at the time, John F. Kennedy, while brief, took notice. There appears to be growing concern among scientists as to the possibility of dangerous long-range side effects from the widespread use of DDT and other pesticides. Have you considered asking the Department of Agriculture or the Public Health Service to take a closer look at this? Yes, I, I, and I know that they uh, already are. I think particularly, of course, uh, since Ms. Carson's book, but uh, they are examining the matter. The fact that the long-term effects on human beings was shrouded in secrecy and non-existent science, as well as the long-term effects on the environment, were Miss Carson's major concern. And it took her voice and her talent as a writer to show that to the world, that DDT was not the answer. Miss Carson maintains that the balance of nature is a major force in the survival of man. Whereas the modern chemist, the modern biologist, the modern scientist believes that man is steadily controlling nature. Now, uh, to these people, apparently, the, the balance of nature was something that was um, repealed as soon as man came on the scene. Well, you might just as well assume that you could repeal the, the law of gravity. It was knocking the natural order out of balance. The balance of nature is built of a series of interrelationships between living things and between living things and their environment. You can't just step in with some brute force and change one thing without changing a good many others. Now, this doesn't mean, of course, that we must never interfere, that we must not attempt to tilt that balance of nature in our favor. But Unless we do bring these chemicals under better control, we are certainly headed for disaster. Her love of nature that she learned from her mother in rural Springdale, Pennsylvania, along with her natural talent for storytelling and her perseverance to thrive in a career that had very few women in it, made her the obvious choice. See, Rachel Carson was a champion for the environment in a way that no one else was or probably even could be. She knew that someone had to take a stance. And she knew as the world progressed that if this sound, the chirping of the birds, some delicate, some piercing, would to be engulfed in silence, a vacuum created by progression in modern agriculture, very few would even notice. Yet sadly, while the organic food market, which this year alone will bring in over $40 billion in revenue. Her work, just like the birds, is on the verge of being silenced. Currently, we are in a very similar debate, one that we have covered on this show. GMOs versus traditional farming. Like DDT, Monsanto is a major player, and there is a scientific community who believes in the science. Now, granted, the residual effects and or collateral damage is quite different. However, the debate 
is just as heated and just as important. So today, September 27th, just think that if it wasn't for a book and a very brave woman, that this, sometimes delicate, sometimes piercing, may have been lost forever. So from here, we're going to tell the full story of Rachel Carson, the close and very meaningful personal relationships of her life, the heartbreaking tragedy and setbacks that she suffered. We're also going to take a look at Monsanto's role, the evolution of DDT to its much kinder, gentler product, and also explore that while our organic food, culture, movement, and communities, while they continue to grow, have gone the way that most of our food culture has gone, and that is with a lack of connection to where they came from, stripping down identities along the way to make a new, trendier product, yet forgetting the fact that if it was not for the hard work and dedication of one brave woman, we would not be where we are today. Thank you for listening to this short episode of Grain to Plate. The full episode, part one, Life and Times, will be released next week. This episode has been produced by myself, Jonathan Tatum. See you next week. Also, in memory of my father, rest in peace, Charlie Hustle.